Welcome to the Calm Nights, Strong Days podcast. With over 30 years in the health and wellness industry, I've realized there's no one-size-fits-all solution for sleep and stress resilience. What affects one person's sleep and ability to handle stress is different for each of us. The stage of life you're in, work and home stressors, your DNA, genetics, upbringing, social life, and more all affect how your body handles stress and your quality of life. Join me as we explore a variety of tools, strategies, and solutions I've employed with clients over the years in solo episodes, as well as insightful interviews and experts. Together, we'll unravel more pieces of the puzzle, empowering you on your journey to calm nights and strong days. So let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to episode 42 of the Health KPI podcast. Today, we're diving into when your gut says no to sleep. Now, I debated on giving this episode this title because many people don't even realize, first off, that they have gut issues, and second, that it's affecting their sleep, which is why I love health trackers, because I can go into them, and, and I do. I recall this one client where... Actually, it's not just one. There's many clients where this has happened, where I'll first off start asking about gut issues and they're like, no, my gut's fine. And then I'll look at their stats, their data. And there's certain things that I'll teach you today that when I go into it, I'll see and I'm like, "Mm, no, there's a gut issue here, right? So I'm, yeah, so I am saying this about your gut saying no to sleep, but you may not even realize this is if this is a struggle for you yet. You may know you have gut issues. So let's just go over first what are gut issues so that you may start to see if you may even be having some of them. Now, it may be some bloating. You may think, oh, well, I know when I eat dairy or I know when I eat, just insert a food here that I bloat, I'm going to just avoid that food or I know that I'm going to get it. But that doesn't mean I have gut issues. It does. Um, Stomach pain. You might have acid reflux, indigestion, heartburn. And you might think, oh, well, it was a heavy meal. Of course, I should have had, you know, I should have had heartburn. I should have had indigestion from that meal. Or you might say, oh, well, it was like heavy on meats or heavy on fats. And I should have been feeling that, but our guts actually should be able to digest foods properly, digest fats properly, digest rich foods, digest proteins, digest um, raw veggies. There's some people where they come out the same way they went in, or there's people who can't eat the same amount of meat that they used to be able to eat, or they're just a little more cautious with certain foods that never used to affect them. These are all signs that your gut could be, that that your gut is, is struggling. Now there's others that you know, right? You know that you have gut issues. If you have Crohn's, colitis, IBS, if you're constantly running to the bathroom where you have diarrhea, where like, you know, all of the bathrooms in your routines of places that you go during the day, or you may avoid going places so that you're at home to be around the bathroom, or you may be constipated. 
That being said, just so you understand, constipation includes where you go, if you don't even go to the bathroom, like miss one day here or there, that's constipation. If you randomly once a month, once every couple of months may have really loose stools, that's diarrhea. So those are signs. If it's not to the point where it rules you, there's still signs that there are things going on in your gut. Now, why the heck does this matter? And what does this have to do with sleep? Well, there's, there's such a relation between your gut health and first off stress that goes into your body. When your body can't absorb the nutrients, when it can't break down food, when it isn't the working the way that it should, um, it taxes your body more, which puts more stress on you. And for those of you that have been tracking that did listen to episode 38 we talked about your hrv which is being your body's ability to handle stress and when you even have this mild little indigestion here or there or just a little bit of gas where it's just kind of funny still um that actually is a stress on your body and it's a stress on your gut but they all start adding up and they can start affecting your sleep. They can start affecting your metabolism, the way that food breaks down, the way that your body is, is managing things. A lot. There's 50 different hormones that your stress system is in charge of. Healing, repairing, inflammation, metabolism, cholesterol, um, all your reproductive sexual stuff, testosterone, your cortisol, energy, um, short-term memory, all of these things. There's 50 of them. And a lot of those hormones are released through your gut. So you may, um, so those can start being affected as well. And those realign themselves, repair themselves, restore themselves while you're sleeping. And so if your gut is not running fully, if you in your car, so to say, have an engine light on, just saying like your, your oil light is on that. You can still drive your car for a while um, with that oil light on, but it still does let you know that your oil is low and there's something going on in that car. Well, that's kind of the same thing with this little indigestion or this little heartburn and you can't run optimally, which when you're sleeping, we need to get into that deep sleep, get into that REM sleep and we can't run optimally. So we can start seeing this in your stats as well, which I'll dive into, but with this, it can affect, like you can start becoming more fatigued. So as soon as somebody starts saying some of these things to me, I start going, Hmm, what's your gut like? So they might start saying that they're fatigued. They're waking up, feeling tired, lacking energy, not feeling like their battery is charged and they need, and they like have had a full night's sleep. And they're still waking up tired. They may have brain fog, difficulty concentrating, poor memory recall, and this this cloudiness in their head. I used to describe it as um, like a fog of cement that I'd be thinking through. And I almost had to push those clouds of cement away, which took so much energy just to hear and take in what people were saying, just to have a conversation. Um, muscle aches, headaches, waking up with headaches, tension headaches. Muscles are sore because you're not recovering in your sleep, which can be because your gut is, is out of, out of order. Might have low appetite. Um, 
a lot of bloating can cause a low appetite or you might have cravings. I know for me, I used to crave tons of sugar where I would inhale two to three chocolate bars. Um, sometimes it was chips. I wanted the potassium and the sodium and different things that my, my gut was so off. I wasn't absorbing enough nutrients, even though I was eating healthy, that my body was just craving some of these things that I had zero willpower to stop it. And I'm somebody who eats healthy. And I want to eat healthy, but there were times where this willpower would just take over because my, my gut was not digesting and breaking down food the way that it was supposed to. Uh, somebody might come to me with um, reduced immune function where their immune system, they're getting sick often, they're more susceptible to illness, allergies, might start looking at their gut. Same thing with low energy levels, increased stress, inflammation, skin issues, um, that dryness, redness, breakouts, psoriasis can be very much linked into gut issues. And we get this impaired performance as well, where somebody's performance is decreasing. When somebody's HRV is, is decreased to a point when we're tracking that, and I see on their HRV that it is low and they're doing a lot of the things, but they haven't looked at their gut. That's where I'll start looking at gut. Like, hmm, let's dive into this a little bit. So gut can really affect things. One thing I didn't mention as well is that I did say that your stress system manages 50 different hormones. Now, another hormone that 90% of this hormone is actually produced in your gut is serotonin. Now, serotonin is the synthetic serotonin is what is in an anti-anxiety pill or an antidepressant. So when somebody comes to me as well with anxiety, panic attacks, depression, something that I do dive into with them is, okay, what's your gut health like? Because 90% of that serotonin, that happy, feel good. I actually want to engage in society. I want to, you know, I'm just calm and social hormone, 90% of that serotonin is produced in your gut. Only 10% is in your brain. So as soon as somebody comes to me with that, I'm like, hmm, what's your gut like? And I'll start diving into their, their tracker stats and to start see where things lie with them. So before I dive into what I do look at in their tracker stats, let's just kind of give an explanation as to why so many people have gut issues. Now, there are other reasons for sure, other than stress, which I'm going to talk about right now. Um, there's different toxins. If you're living in a area that's a lot of farming and there's a lot of pesticides um, being sprayed in crops around you, that can be affecting you. Um, there's so many different ways of bad nutrition can cause guts to be off. But a big one that I see often with so many is because of long-term stress. Now, it might not even be the stress that we're, you're thinking of. It doesn't have to be bad stress. You could be in a career that you love, a career that you thrive. So um, like I'm thinking real estate, investment brokers, uh, lawyers, many of them love what they do. The job itself is giving them that constant push, that constant rush, that constant high, right? And they're like closing deals, making contracts, you know, um, with stocks, you know, it's all these investment portfolios and buying and selling and trading. And 
it can get where there's this stress on this daily level that is an exciting stress for quite a bit of your career. But then that stress, as we spoke about in the last episode, when that good stress starts becoming that bad stress is when we start seeing these struggles. So your body can't tell the difference between that excitement of trading stocks, that excitement of loving your career, loving that drive in your career, loving that push or financial struggles or having kids, which can also be such a great stress, but also it is a stress that is on you. You're always coming and going. Who's going? I just, we just had two kids. Well, I had one child here with one of my kids. My other son was at somebody else's house, but coordinating like pickup and who's picking up here and where. And I was about to record this podcast and I got a message saying, Hey, I'll be there in 15 minutes for the parents. I'm like, can't record this now. Like these are stressors. So your body can't tell the difference between any of these. And when you have not taught your body to know the signs of stress and how to kick yourself out of it, then you're living in a stress state. So your stress nerve is like a muscle. Well, all your nerves are. The more that you work them, the stronger they get, the quicker they are to react. So when you're just as what just happened tonight, I was coordinating with one parent, figuring out another. And then I'm like, okay, I can record this podcast episode really quick now. And then I can go pick up a kid. And then I get this message and it stops it. So if I didn't know how to manage my stressors, I could have been pushing a lot into a stressed state. So, and every time that I do that, this stress nerve gets very, very strong and it starts overpowering your resting nerve where you start kicking more and more and more into that stress nerve. And the thing is, is that every time that we kick in a stress nerve, our stress nerve is preparing us for that fight or flee. It's putting glucose in to fight the fight. It's giving you cortisol and epinephrine and adrenaline to give you that like boost of strength and and superpowers into that. And what it does is it takes, it, it, it takes, it slows down parts of your body that you don't need in to fight that fight. So it takes blood from your organs and moves them into your extremities. It slows down your colon. You don't need to stop and have a poo when you're fighting that fight. You don't have to stop and have a meal when you're fighting the fight. So your colon and your, your, digestive system slows down. And if we think about how often these stressors are happening to real estate investment brokers, to, to parents, right? Just to parents. And then add in for me, like I have a neurodiverse child, adding in that all of the emotional regulation struggles with them. Your stress system can be kicking in so often, so often. And that Every time that it does, if you don't know how to keep shutting that down, you're, or switching it off, you're slowing down your gut, slowing down your colon. And then one thing that happens is your stomach acids decrease, your digestive enzymes decrease, which doesn't allow you to break down nutrients as well, break down meats and proteins, which is why many struggle to digest or break down the amount of meat that they used to eat. Um, that's why veggies may come out the same is because you weren't able to break them down. You didn't have the digestive enzymes and, and, and stomach acids to break all that down in your stomach. And then 
we also start getting where these stomach acids keep your uh, stomach biome, like the, the biome is like your ecosystem in your gut. It keeps everything where it's supposed to be. So you're supposed to have certain bacteria in your large intestine and different bacteria in your small intestine. But when your stomach acid starts decreasing, that large intestine bacteria starts creeping into your small intestine and kind of starts creeping in everywhere. So we often say, hey, you have bad bacteria in you, but often it's just too much of the bacteria has left the large intestine and gone into other places in your gut and starts wreaking havoc. Here's the thing. You might be sitting there saying, yeah, but I don't have low stomach acid. I know I've had the stress in my career. I know I've had kids. Um, I've had stress in my life, but I have high stomach acid. My question to you would be, did your doctor ever test you for high stomach acid? Because the very interesting thing is, is that the symptoms of high stomach acid are very, very similar to the symptoms of low stomach acid. That indigestion, heartburn feeling. Um, I know for me, when I used to bend over, I would feel like I couldn't do ab exercises. I couldn't do like in yoga, a downward dog or anything where my head was down. because I would feel that indigestion that, that just, it felt like something was coming up in my esophagus. It was bacteria for me. It was not stomach acids. My stomach acids were super low. Anyone that I've ever worked with, We've never had one client test high, not one. We cannot test those that are on PPIs, proton pump inhibitors that are a prescription antacid. And we can't test anyone who's been using long-term acid and acids because it's, I mean, you're, it's already pushing your acids to be low. We'd get a wrong number, but it can also be painful. Um, all it is, just Google it. Google um, stomach acid uh, testing protocol. and tons of sites will pop up with them. It's very common in the holistic world. Um, it's, I think it is a quarter teaspoon of baking soda and a half a cup of water. Make sure the baking soda is fresh. That is, um, the test you take it upon waking. As soon as you wake up before you put anything in your mouth and move around too much, you do this in time, how long it takes you to burp. If you burp a really good solid burp, you have high stomach acids. If you don't, which we have never had anybody that has, um, then your stomach acids are low. And that's so easy for a doctor to do, but they don't do it, um, which is unfortunate. They just instantly go to high stomach acids when these symptoms are the same, that indigestion, heartburn feeling can be the exact same. And so your gut starts acting up. And sometimes too, when you're laying down is when it can even get worse because it almost feels like it's coming up. So you might like get more indigestion or heartburn when you're sleeping, which can affect your sleep as well. So that was longer than I was going to make it. Sorry. Um, but that really explains like when people have long-term stress, which we all do, we all have in our life, it does affect your stomach acids at one point or another. And when that happens, we start getting a bloated. We get the stomach pains, the acid reflux, the GERD, indigestion. It can get into where we can't break down food and digest food, diarrhea, constipation. It can start getting to where you have food sensitivities, um, Crohn's, colitis, anxiety, sleep apnea can actually um, be 
it can contribute. So gut issues can contribute to sleep apnea. It's not the cause of sleep apnea, but it can contribute to or exacerbate sleep apnea. It can really affect your sleep. So this is the thing is where we really need to first acknowledge if you do have, but that have gut issues, but that's where we can really dive into seeing if our tracker, if you do. So this is the same thing, like in business, when you are um, working with an executive team to strategize for the future of your company, you're trying to strategize for like the next um, quarter, or it's your annual planning, you need to have data in order to know what direction you go. But quite often we don't have that data, but now you do if you have a tracker. If you have the tracker, you can start seeing, mm, my gut is a little bit off. You know, something is happening here and you can start catching it a little bit sooner um, now that you know some of the symptoms. And I'm talking mild symptoms. You might have diarrhea once a month, once every couple of months. That's a symptom, okay? Um, you might have just... The odd time when you eat something that it gets you, just the odd time, that's a symptom. So just take into account that the quicker you can catch this, the easier it is to support your gut and get it back to health. But the odds are that's what's been affecting you as well. If you're also somebody who's been doing all the things, doing all the things for um, that you know that you're supposed to be doing to get your deep, get your REM, get your stats up, get your HRV up and you're stuck, that's when I would definitely start looking into gut issues for sure. So the thing that I do want to say about food sensitivities is that what one person can eat may not affect somebody else. So like in our family, gluten and dairy has affected me my whole life. I've been 30 years gluten-free now, dairy-free. My one son as well, it affects him huge. Um, it can, well, dairy really gets him rashes, eczema, like he'll just start scratching his skin open the day later. Um, and then he struggles to sleep that night as well because his whole body is just inflamed. My uh, And gluten for him too, um, it's not as bad as it used to be, but when he was young, when he was a toddler, rage, anger, he would eat gluten and all of a sudden it'd be like, not a tantrum, it'd be beyond. It was just, it was out of hand. Um, my other son, totally fine. Uh, he may have the odd gas from some dairy, which as I'm saying this to you, yes, that is a gut thing. And yes, we can start helping him and supporting him with that. But if he has it once in a while, he does know it's going to affect his sleep and he does know that he might have some gas, but sometimes it's worth it to have that really nice piece of cheesecake or a really great ice cream cone or something. Right. So you can pick and choose. It's just understanding what your data says and what you do want to do about it. So first off, if you are really experiencing that all foods are aggravating you and you're really far into a gut issue, um, it doesn't make sense to be testing certain foods with your health tracker because everything's going to be setting you off. If your gut is so inflamed, then so many foods are just going to set you off. Foods that once your gut gets back sorted and once you start taking control of your nervous system and training it so that it's not 
decreasing your digestion and, and throwing your stomach acids and enzymes and whole gut bacteria off again, then um, those foods will not be affecting you at, at all. You may find like for me, gluten and dairy do, but I'm good with all other foods. But when my gut was flared up, oh my gosh, it was saying like mustard and garlic and all of these foods, I was supposedly inflaming my gut. Um, had I had such a, a list when you are so inflamed in your gut, then using your tracker, it can be a little overwhelming. But if you're at the beginning stages where you know there's something that is affecting your gut, that's when, you know, track it. That's when you'll start knowing what I would like you to look at first at is your HRV. Um, is your HRV dropping on a regular basis all the time or only after certain foods? Because if it's just a certain food, then your HRV will drop. So what you can do is if you suspect a certain food, then you can take it out for a week and then put it back in a week later and see, did my HRV go up a little bit? And did my HRV go back down once I had that food? That will help to tell you if it's affecting you right now. Now with any food intolerances, um, as your gut gets healthier, as your body gets stronger, these foods may not affect you. Some may, some may not. So diving into first your HIV, the other thing is your heart rate curve while you're sleeping. Now this is super cool. I will do a whole episode on actual heart rate curves while you're sleeping because it's fascinating. But what I will say for right now is to check if your tracker tracks your heart rate curve. So the whoop and the aura definitely do this. There is an app with, um, Apple that does this. And I don't know about Garmin and Fitbit. I'd be very curious to hear if any of yours does, they are advancing a lot in their nighttime stats with Garmin and Fitbit. So aura is the one that I like the best on this one. Cause aura is amazing. Aura will actually show you your heart rate graph while you're sleeping. And it puts a circle, a dot on the point that is your lowest heart rate during your night. Now, a healthy sleep, a healthy sleep where, where your like your body is doing really well, it's not being pushed. That means your heart rate should drop about the middle of your sleep. But if your heart rate is dropping later in your sleep, about two hours or like three quarters into your sleep, the last it's hitting the last quarter, hitting the last, last bit of your sleep, then you know that your metabolism is being taxed. So this could be a sign of digestive issues. It can also be a sign of like um, metabolic struggles. So your body is struggling to metabolize everything and, 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 and get your system stronger through the night. And that could also be a sign of overtraining. So this is a really, really good one to be looking at. Um, I know clients that have told me they don't have gut issues and I will go in. And as soon as I see where their heart rate drops at night, I'm like, mm. I start really start diving into gut issues. And because some gut issues just are, have been happening for so long, we almost don't even think that they're there. They just become our norm. So we just think, yeah, no, I'm fine. But once I start diving and I'm like, mm, yeah, 
we've got some stuff going on. Or I can even tell when you've been drinking. If you've had alcohol, that HRV will lower late um, because your body is struggling with metabolism. It's really struggling to metabolize things. Your body's probably heated up and, and you're struggling to really your digestion and gut is struggling as that alcohol is going through your system. So that late heart rate drop really is a, a huge, significant thing to look at when you're trying to look at digestive issues. Um, I will say with the whoop, I struggle sometimes to read it as well, that I, I use the whoop and the aura because I use it with all my clients and um, the one reason I will never give up the aura is because I like the heart rate curve so much and seeing where that drop happens, the whoop, I sometimes have to go back to my aura to look at it and look at the curves and go, oh yeah, that's what the curve is on the whoop. So you, if it's looking like it's almost like a bit of a downward slope or you just see that on, so where you find it on the whoop is in their sleep section where it breaks down your deep REM light awake sleep and breaks down the percentages of those, that little, that box that's in the middle of the main page. When you go into that one, that is the one that, um, is where that curve that it shows you is your heart rate curve at night. And it's hard to see, but try to see where is the lowest point on it. And that will help you see where your metabolism, where your metabolism is, where your digestive is possibly struggling. All right. So you have learned that digestive issues are very, very, very common with stress. We've touched on the fact that many people um, who have been told by their doctors that they have high stomach acids don't. Um, and quite often it's low stomach acids. You've understand why that is right now um, and why gut issues are so rampant with stress in that they do slow down your digestive system. They do slow down the way that your um, body metabolisms metabolizes. And when you have that health tracker, HRV, you can kind of notice your sleep too. If you're really struggling with your sleep and you're doing all the things, I'd go back and check for gut. If your HRV is not, you can't get it up. Uh, one thing I would, there are some other things too. There's autoimmune diseases and different things that I would dive into, but the first thing I would always dive into is gut. And then that heart rate curve, that is the biggest thing when you're looking at gut is where does your heart rate drop to the lowest point in your sleep? If it is at the last quarter of your sleep, the last couple of hours of your sleep, then, and it's not in the middle, it's near the end of your sleep, uh, the closest to the end of your sleep to the worst that, that, that it is. Um, then that is significant, 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 signifying, is that the word? Then that is signifying that your um, stress, that your, that your body is struggling to digest, metabolize, could be overtraining, could be digestive issues, could be something you ate, could be that you had alcohol the night before. And that's where I would start diving into things. All right. I would love to know, honestly, about your health tracker because I'm very familiar with the Whoop and Aura, as you know. Um, the Aura or the, the Apple I see when I'm working with certain clients that have it. But the uh, Garmin and Fitbit, I only have a couple of 
um, friends that have shown me theirs. So if you do have a Fitbit or a Garmin that does track a heart rate, I'd love to know if it gives you a good graph that you can actually see where it drops. Um, I'd love to be able to see if you could like send me some screenshots. That'd be awesome. Send them to Andy at 911lifestyle.com. Andy with an I, A-N-D-I at 911lifestyle.com. Let me know if you do have a tracker, let me know where your heart rate is dropping. Just fire me off an email and let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Um, or if you actually have chronic gut struggles and you started looking at this, like, can you see that in your stats? Why your heart rate or HIV is staying so low, where your heart rate is dropping on that curve. Let me know. I'm like, so curious. I love this stuff. Um, I can't get enough of it. So absolutely let me know. All right. That is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to the end. Please hit the like button and subscribe. It, it's really does help for other people. It brings up our podcast and gets other people to see it who are searching as well. If you are wanting to take control of your gut health and transform your sleep quality, work on your tracker stats, get your energy focus and drive up, work on your, I am a sleep stress and resilience coach. If you do want to work with me, um, go to the show notes and book a call. You can book a discovery call with me where we can um, have a quick chat about what's going on. Um, I can learn a bit about you, find out if we'd be a good fit to work with one another. And if so, then we can talk about what that looks like. If you are considering investing in a Whoop or an Aura, um, anybody who has one has a friend or family link. I've put mine in the show notes. Um, so grab that. If you do have a whoop as well, then I have a group called health KPI in the whoop app. They have a community where we can create our own groups. So I have a group for that in whoop and the code for that is in the show notes. So dive into all of that, book that link, um, book a call with me. I am here and I will see you in the next episode.